Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church, where you go to church with the whole world. Man, I'm telling you something. I love this. You know what? Back years, years, years ago in the, in the 80s, whenever we would pioneer this message of grace and peace, faith, righteousness, and the unconditional love of God, the biggest question people ask is, where am I going to go to church that, that preaches this? Where can I go and not get beat up? Well, we're not trying to pull people out of the church. That's never been our goal. But we always realize that if you don't sustain people, if people don't stay plugged into a source that, that keeps them moving in a consistent direction, they'll always lose what God does in their heart. As a matter of fact, you know what? One of the Greek words for sin is to hear a miss. And part of hearing a miss means to get a hold of something and then just let it slip from you. Well, you know what? Through Impact Cyber Church, it makes it possible for people that live in the smallest town anywhere every single week to hear a great message that's going to move them in a, in this direction. It's going to keep them moving where they want to walk with God. Now, listen, I'm starting a new series this month. I'm telling you, this is... You know, this is one of those series, again, that is a real, real game changer. It's one of those foundational series. And the name of the series, we call it uh, The Ultimate Revelation of God. Well, I'm, I don't know about you, but, you know, if you grew up back in the charismatic Word of Faith days, man, everybody was having a revelation. Everybody was having a revelation. The crazy thing was, so many times, whatever revelation people were having sometimes contradicted the last revelation that they had, or it contradicted the Word of God in some way, or it, uh, it, it might even have seemed legitimate, but then it would never manifest. It would never come to pass. Man, I have seen so many people just destroyed and distraught and and give up on God over over these Goofy revelations, if you want to know the truth, where, where they, they hear something, they're so convinced it was from God, but you can sit down and show them clearly it wasn't in the Scripture. Well, I want to tell you something. God has mapped out a way for you to have revelation knowledge. Man, just think about it. You go in and read in the book of Ephesians, and Paul talks about how, basically that, that Everything that we need in God, everything, everything's been given to us freely in Jesus. We can only participate in if we have revelation knowledge. Now, the sad thing is this intellectual society, this, 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 we're all about knowledge society. This, I want to use my brain society basically makes revelation knowledge just something that's about uh, uh, getting a new doctrine or something about, oh, I got insight into the scripture. I know what it really, really means. You know, that, you know, I'm sure I've done that when I was a young preacher. And, I'm, and so I don't, I don't mean to be critical, any more critical of anybody else than I am of myself. But, but man, I'm telling you what, over the years, I can't tell you how many times I've heard preachers stand up and say, well, now this is what this really means. And you would look at it and go, you know what? That may be what God is saying to you out of that scripture for your, for your life. And I don't doubt that. 
There's no way in the world that that's actually what that scripture means, given the context, given what it says in the original language. It was like one time, uh, one time I was visiting uh, uh, this church, and man, this guy was, he was waxing elegant. Man, he was preaching about, uh, about, uh, uh, Elijah, whenever he, whenever, whenever Elijah was being provided for at this, at this brook, and, and, and God asked him, he says, you know, what does, what does thou hear? That's the way it says in the King James Version. And so, and so, man, he preaches this message. Well, you know, the problem is, uh, there's here, H-E-A-R, what you're hearing with the ear, and then there's here, H-E-R-E, what are you doing here? And he, his whole revelation was built on the wrong spelling of the word. And so he had this phenomenal spiritual revelation. The only thing is it wasn't even in the scripture. Now, I, I'm not being critical. And, and I'll tell you something. Here's the amazing thing. Let me tell you this. This is the, this is the positive thing. You know, a revelation and getting something to work in our life isn't always because we have just the precise understanding, the precise translation of that word. Because here's the thing, you know, the Jews or the Hebrews, not the Jews, you know, there's a difference between the Jews and the Hebrews in my mind, and, and we, we tend not to recognize that. We'll talk about that some in this series probably. But, you know, the Hebrews had a saying that there's 70 faces to the Torah. In other words, there are so many different things that are revealed through a word, through any single word. You know, the context that it's in, who it was written to, what's going on in their life. And like I said, you know, before, every Hebrew word, uh, every letter of a Hebrew word has its own definition. So you got a definition for every letter, and then you've got all of these little things, jots and tittles and the shapes of letters and whether a letter is open and whether a letter is closed. There's all of these things that start bringing subtle nuances to, to what this thing can mean. Now, now, we know that in the context, there's something specific that it means in the context. But ultimately, the final revelation that we want to have when we're trying to understand the Word of God is, how does this apply to my life right now? Well, I want to tell you something. God wants you to have the revelation so that in each and every situation, you always know how this needs to apply to your life right now. And I'm telling you, in this series, that's exactly what you're going to learn. As a matter of fact, let me just, let me just tell you a little bit about this series. In the series, The Ultimate Revelation of God, there's some, just some phenomenal, you're going to go on a journey. There's some phenomenal things, things that are going to happen. First of all, you're going to understand what it is that God is really trying to show you in a revelation. And you're just going to move past all the, all the goofy, mystical stuff and, and, and get on with the living part of it because God is always trying to show you what will make the quality of your life better, and what will enhance your relationship with Him. That, that, that's it. The, uh, the revelation is not so you can win the argument. The revelation is not so you can get the new, true, this is what it really means. The revelation is always about having a relationship with God and therein experiencing the life of God. And another thing you're going to discover from this, from this series is you're going to discover that, that there are ways that you can set your heart to receive a revelation. Do you realize that the prophets of old, they knew how to open their heart up. They knew what to do 
uh, not to force God to give them a prophecy, but they knew what to do to open their heart up so they could hear what God was saying to them. And I'm going to teach you how to open your heart up and always be able to hear what God is saying to you. And, and in every situation, you're always going to have the wisdom of God in that situation. And, and remember, if you've read my book, Apocalypse, or you've heard me teach anything about, about this time that we're living in, we are living in a day and we're coming to a time where the ultimate thing that we need to be an overcomer is to be able to hear or recognize the voice of God. Well, I want to tell you something. God's always going to be giving us revelation about what we need to do right now. And... I want you to understand something else, and this is the most phenomenal thing. When we have a true revelation, there is always, always, always going to be a manifestation. And if there is no manifestation, then we have not really come to the place where we can even call it a revelation. Up to that point, it's just some insight. Up to that point, it might be some inspiration. But a revelation from God is a continuum that always produces a manifestation. And I want to tell you something. People are so stuck, and you've heard me talk about this before, between getting what they consider to be a revelation and being able to have a manifestation come back. Listen, this series is a 10-message series. We are talking about uh, almost 10 hours of foundational teaching, very practical. Every, every CD, every message is going to be practical. It's going to teach you how to walk this stuff through, how to connect to God from your heart. It, and it's all about the heart, as you know. And what I'm going to do for you for this month, we are going to offer this $70 value for $59. And remember, every time you purchase something from us, you, you, you do a couple of things as it relates to the Great Commission. Number one, you are continuing your personal journey of being a disciple to the Lord Jesus because we're always teaching you how to grow in Him, how to become a disciple, how to follow Him, not follow me, not, not get all built up on just on my teaching, but for my teaching to point you to Him and how to recognize Him, recognize His voice and follow Him. But then secondly, every time you purchase something from us, 85 cents out of every dollar goes into helping us uh carry out the Great Commission to win people to Jesus and establish them as believers. And toward the end of the program, if I have time, I'm going to talk to you about Operation One Billion because I want you to help me do this. I want you to help me reach a billion people and develop them into disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know what? Let's just, let's just dive right on into the next, next part of this message because I, I, I want you to, I want you to be connected in this thing. I want you to be able to flow right through this. Now, those of you who have been with us very long, you know that our, our ministry uh, mission, not just a slogan, but our ministry mission statement is changing the way the world sees God. Now, I know if you're like a lot of people, you're saying, well, well, why do we need to change the way the world sees God? What's, what's wrong with the way the world sees God? We well, have to realize, and remember, we're talking about revelation. We're talking about having a revelation of God. You have to understand that every problem that we face is a problem of perception. We have been taught about faith. We've been taught that, that basically we're going to use our faith to get things from God. We're going to use our faith 
to get stuff from God. And we're going to use our faith to get God to do things. And as you've heard me say time and time again, the root of faith is not believing what God will do. The root of faith is actually believing who God is. And, and we really can't believe for God to do anything that is totally independent of who we believe He is, what we believe about His character. So if I don't see God properly, if I don't see God as He is, then I'm never going to really understand for sure what God is willing to do in any given situation. Now, I want to mention something to you here, and we will come back to this. The first name of God that He revealed was the name Elohim. In Genesis 1, it says, uh, and, and in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Now, the word Elohim tells us volumes about God. First of all, the word Elohim is what they call a, a plural unity. And, and that's why he says, let us make man our image. You see, right off the bat, people realized that even though God was one, there was a plurality there. And they didn't know about the Trinity, but, you know, they... they they eventually came to understand that there was a trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, in the beginning, you had, you had God the Father, the Creator revealed, and you had the Holy Spirit revealed. And as time went by, you came to understand that there was the Lord Jesus, the Savior. And so there was the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, so right off the bat, Elohim tells us uh, uh, something about God. Uh, Elohim goes into other characteristics about God that we'll go into in, a, in another program. But also, the, the word El, which is part of the word Elohim, basically means something like this. It means that God is, is a, is a self-revealing God. Now, what this means is this. God is the only one who can reveal Himself to you. God is the only one who can show you accurately who He really is, what his nature, what his characters, what you can depend on him to do, what he will do, what he won't do in your life. And so by nature of his name, if he is the God who reveals himself to you, then there is an understanding that you have that no one else is capable of revealing God's true nature and God's true character to you. Now, in the book of Hebrews, we are told that when the new covenant is established, that God is going to write all of his laws in our heart and in our mind. And that word for mind is not just, is not the intellectual mind. It's, it's more like the intuitive mind, probably related, uh, referring to the subconscious mind, something that's going to come from deep within us. And very probably, uh, this, this could be actually talking about the part of our heart that is, in fact, related to the spirit. And, and so, which makes you ask the question, if the law is as bad as some people try to make it sound, why would that be the thing that God writes on our heart? Well, you know the answer to that. If you've been following along, you know that we're not, God's not trying to get us under legalism. He's not trying to drag us back into the old covenant. But you know that if you apply the law the way God taught it, all it is is teaching us how to treat other people. All it is is teaching us how to walk in love. All it is 
is us, is us treating people the way God would treat people. You know, we're, we're good to them. We're honest. We pay back our debts. We keep our promises. Uh, we don't lie about them. We don't gossip, gossip about them. You know, we don't take advantage of them. You know, just, just all of these kinds of things that just have to do with treating people with value. And that's a- absolutely what, you know, you know, what love is. So he says, I'm going to write all of this onto their heart and, and the deepest part of their mind. Now, interestingly, in the original language, there is the implication that it's not just the commandments itself that he's writing onto our hearts. It's the commandments in the context of the true intentions. In other words, what the intention was and what they implied. So <clears throat> from our heart we're always going to be drawn toward treating people right. We're always going to be drawn toward walking in love. And, uh, and, and then when Jesus came and showed us that that's the way we're supposed to, to treat people, then we get to renew our intellectual mind and we get to bring our intellectual mind, our, our, the, our, the deep part of our mind, if you will, our heart together. And, and, and we, and we get to really have an expl- internal explosion, really, that is a revelation of God. But in that same passage of scripture, he goes on and says, no more, Shall any man say to his neighbor, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least to the greatest. Now, I always tell people when I, when I talk about that passage of scripture, I say, listen, I got good news for you and I got bad news for you. The good news for you is never again will anybody ever have to come to you and teach you how to know God because God has given you that capacity himself. And God himself is going to reveal himself to you. He's going to show you who he is. And he's going to bring you into revelation knowledge about who he is. And you'll never have to rely on anybody outside of you again. That's the good news. People say, well, what's the bad news? The bad news is nobody can bring you a revelation of God. And see, the sad thing, we are just like the children of Israel. The children of Israel had a slave mentality. They had been in bondage in Egypt, which is a type of the world, which is a type of where we are when we're, you know, when we're living in sin. And so, so they come out of the world and, uh, and they're not supposed to bring any of their mentality, any of their beliefs with them, but they do. And so they had that slave mentality because they had been in bondage to Egypt. So the slave mentality is that mentality that says, look, we don't want to know our master. We don't want to have a friendship with our master. We don't really want to get to know our master. We don't care about what his motives are. All we want to know is what do we have to do and what do we get for it? That's it. That's all a slave wants to know. What do I have to do and what am I going to get for it? Well, that's why the children of Israel told Moses, you go up there and talk to God first. We don't want to talk to him. You go talk to God. Come back and tell us what he said, because all we want to know is what do we got to do and what are we going to get for it? And so, and so man was approaching God from that mentality. And we have that tendency to approach God the same way right now. So that I, I, because of that, we don't really want to get to know God, you know, what do you, what do you think people struggle? Why do you think people struggle to pray? Why do you think people dread reading their Bible? I, I'll tell you why. It's because they're, they're doing it from a slave mentality. They're not doing it from a, a relationship of love. They're not doing it about getting to know each other. They're not doing it because they're falling deeper and deeper and deeper in love with God. Uh, they're doing it because I just want to know what do you want me to do and what do I get for it? And so 
we are, you know, I hear people criticize pastors all the time, running their life and dominating them, all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. Pastors have almost been forced into something that they don't want to do because people refuse to pray for themselves. People refuse to read the Bible for themselves. People refuse to get to know God for themselves because people have a slave mentality. Just figure it out for me. You go talk to God for me and come back and tell me who God is, what I need to do, what I'm going to get for it. Well, you know something? Nobody can give you a revelation of God. It has to come between you and God personally. And we're going to talk some more about that in just a minute. Listen, let me mention something to you. You know, uh, the rest of the year, I'm going to be doing meetings all over North America. And I'm going to tell you something. I'd love for you to come and participate in one of my meetings. It's a whole different thing to be in a live meeting. And I'm telling you something. I always expect uh, God to show up and do some unique things in these meetings. And you know, the amazing thing is that God always does show up. He always does do some incredibly unique things. So I'd like to invite you to join me in a live meeting this year somewhere close to you. And let me just tell you some places we have some meetings coming up. And by the way, we have meetings with great pastors, with great churches. You know, it's not a bunch of control freak pastors. It's pastors that love their people, give their people freedom, teach them the Word of God, and, and, and encourage them to go be all that they can be in Jesus. And I'm telling you something. You'll get to meet some great pastors and get to have a great time. First of all, I want you to know I'll be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, August 11th through the 13th at the Bridge Church with Pastor Orlando Juarez. I love Pastor Orlando. He is just a great guy. And I'm telling you something, it's a great church. And uh, that'll be a Friday night, a Saturday morning, uh, a Saturday night, and a Sunday morning service. I'm telling you something, we will have a great time. I'll be doing a seminar on Friday night. And on Saturday morning, then we'll go into their regular church service on Saturday night and Sunday morning. So don't forget that. That's going to be August the 11th through the 13th, Friday night through uh, Sunday morning. Then September the 24th through the 25th, I'll be with Pastor Sean Apking in Blue Springs, Missouri. Man, I tell you, Sean and his wife Lisa are incredible pastors, incredible leaders. They got a healthy, vibrant church there. I love going there. I love going to Kansas City. Got a lot of great friends there in Kansas City. And again, that's that's going. I think this one you'll have to you'll have to check my itinerary and see. But I think the 24th and 25th is going to be a Saturday uh, and a Sunday. So so check that out. Make plans to be there. And then. October the 20th through the 22nd here in Huntsville, Alabama, we got Heart Physics Weekend. And I want you to know something. We're going to be dealing with what I call the silent killer. We're going to be dealing with what I see to be uh, one of the number one things that keeps you from being able to hear the voice of God in your heart. Probably the number one contributor to sickness, disease, fatigue, uh, it, it, and that's stress. I want to tell you something. The, the stats say between 90 and 95% of all sickness and all disease is the result of stress. And what I want to do is I want to help you by teaching you some heart physics exercises. Uh, I want to help you to eliminate stress, to start sleeping deeper, to be able to relax and not have to be busy all the time, but when you are busy, to be able to work diligently, to think more creatively, to have increased energy, and that's all going to be at Heart Physics Weekend, and that's in Huntsville, Alabama, October uh, the 20th through the 22nd. You definitely want to be here for that. And then 
We get to go be with some wonderful people in Canada. On November the 3rd through the 5th, I'm going to be in Victoria, B.C., and I'll be with the By Design team. I love those people. They're some of my favorite people in the whole world, and, and we're going to be teaching all about leadership that builds people. I want to tell you something. That's a meeting that you want to be in. So be sure and join me. We're going to have a great time. You're going to love it. All right, real quick, like, let, me, let me just dive into this now. We, you've heard me talk about this. We change the way the world sees God. See, Isaiah 52, and we've read this to you so many times, where, where uh, Isaiah, you know, the children of Israel, they're already going into captivity here, and we understand that, that their oppressors uh, were those who took them into captivity, but the reason they went into captivity, the reason they ended up in oppression was because of what their leaders had taught them about God. And like I said, everything is a problem of perception. And if you don't know the truth about who God is, and if you don't see God as He really is, you never, ever, ever really have a clue what you can expect God to do in, in your life. And even when you do get a picture of, of what God will, will do in your life, the problem is you're, you're never really going to be consistent in how you see and understand that. So according to the prophet Isaiah, um, there in Isaiah 52, people blaspheme and hate God because of what their leaders do, how their leaders take them into captivity. And and he says there that uh, the day will come when people will see God as He really is, and when they see God as He is, they will say how lovely on the mountains are the feet of them who, who uh, publish the gospel of peace and bring good tidings. Well, I want you to understand something. We will not see God as good if we don't see Him the way He has revealed Himself to us, not the way we re want Him to be revealed, not the way... There, you know, every preacher can help us and tell us things that the Bible says and point us to the Bible, but that's not a revelation. Sitting in a church service and suddenly, you know, going, oh man, that's incredible, that, that's just great, that's the best news I've ever seen. Well, I'll tell you something, that's not a revelation. That's, that's information. That's an opinion. That's excitement. That's, you know, that, that's information. It's good. It's valuable, but it's not a revelation because what has to happen is that's when you have to get alone with God and you have to, uh, you have to connect with God's heart in a way that He shows you what that means to you, what that means to your life, what that means to the situation you're facing, and how walking in that is going to be the thing that is absolutely going to change everything uh, about your world. Well, I want to tell you something. In this series, I'm going to be sharing with you how that God, El, Elohim, how that God, the self-revealing one, has chosen to reveal Himself to you. And I trust that you're going to be excited enough about God, that you're going to want to follow God, that you're going to, that you're going to want to follow His revelation and, and not your revelation. Listen, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure and click the like button down there. I tell you, every time you click that like button, more people see this. This helps more people. So, so be a part of helping us get this out to everybody. Now listen. We are doing everything we can to change the way the whole world sees God. And it's our goal to raise up one billion disciples around the world. And we're doing this. I'll tell you, we've got people that are helping us all over the world start Bible schools in third world countries where thousands and thousands of, uh, of not just believers, but people called to the ministry 
are being trained. And they're being trained in this kind of stuff that I'm sharing with you, and it's life-changing. Listen, if you become a world changer with us and you support us financially, then every month you will be able to help us start more Bible schools, reach more people, and, and change the way the whole world sees God. So I want to tell you something. Go to, go to our website, impactministries.com, and look at becoming a world changer or call us, talk to, talk to one of our team, and we'll help you get on board with this thing. Now, I got one other thing I want to say to you that's incredibly, incredibly important. Now, listen, people are loading your email box full of junk. So people are asking me, why am I not getting your emails? They are. It's just buried under all the junk emails that you get. Go to impactministries.com, download our mobile app so that you will get all of my messages and not miss a thing. And listen, I'll be back. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.